Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hi, Becky. Um, as soon as I read this book, I believe that I was in your text messages saying, oh my God, you must read this. Yeah, she was in like our group chats text message, like happy bully, uh, like telling us to read this book. And, you know, it was like, okay, I don't know that I've ever read a pleasure dom before and I don't have anything else to read. So uh, let me try it. <laughs> and- New kink unlocked. I was like, I kind of like this. Well, a lot of it had to do with the characters. I really am getting ahead of myself here, but I really like how the story was written. Uh, Me too. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing The Tease by Lauren Blakely. This is book three in the Virgin Society series. We'll link the synopsis of this book on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release date for this is August 30th, 2023. Tropes, NYC, Billionaire, Masquerade, um, Meet Cute, There's Kink, He is a Pleasure Dom, Role Playing, Single Dad, and She's a Virgin. I would say workplace and close proximity close, come into play. Yeah. Um, did you say that? I'm sorry. I did not. Did. I didn't say it. No, I didn't say it. Uh the series is The Virgin Society. It's an interconnected standalone. Put out percentage is 29%. Okay, the audio. Did you do the audio of this? No, I, no, I did not. I read this on the plane. So I, um, ebook. So the audiobook is Jason Clark and Vanessa Edwin. I might have to go back and listen to the audio. When I tell you that this is everything I wanted and more in an audiobook for these two characters like Jason Clark in the role of Finn oh. Oh. and Vanessa Edwin is great okay She's, I gotta go yeah. back and listen to the audiobook Shoot, um, is there a th- lot, but... you're welcome is there a third act breakup so no I don't feel like there is there's a dark moment but it's not a full out breakup no because of the setup of their relationship. I would say it's not a third act breakup because yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So content warning on this, there is mention of OCD thoughts of death, and there is a loss of a sibling. Our heroine Jules uh, lost her sibling in a drowning accident. And, and I think yes, OCD is part of it, but it's also mental health overall. Yeah. There's a lot of mental health conversation. Um, but done in a very, a, a very positive is not the right word, productive way yeah. and growth way. It's done in such a way that it feels real and helpful and it's not there just so you can put mental health rep on the book. Right. Um, so one of the things I want to say real quick is if you had asked me, Two years ago, my thoughts on Lauren Blakely and if I liked her books, I would have told you, no, not really. She's not for me. Her books are a little too over the top antics. um, And I struggle with her characters. I do not know what if she has done in the last year, year and a half. But if she's writing it, I'm reading it and I'm loving it. Like to the point that 
I am desperate for her next book to come out. Like she's quickly becoming a one click author for me. Mm -hmm. And this, Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a, a time in her, in her writing where things became a little over the top, like for the, like for the page and for the antics and some of it, like for the flash factor. Um, and this this some of it's kind of fun because sometimes you just want the over the top antics right right um but this is like the this writing is what I love about Lauren Blakely because she gets into it's very much how she writes these characters like these characters came across the page so well and so individually and so personally that it was almost like um like these characters were writing the story not Lauren Blakely I mean they lived on the page like they lived (laughs) and breathed on the page and this is also why I'll say like Let's never discount an author. Let's not, I mean, unless they're being complete jerk faces. You can never say, like, I'll never read that author again. That book sucked. It just might mean that that book wasn't for you at that time. Uh, because for me, this is this is what happened with Lauren Blakely. Two years ago, I would have said, not for me. I'm done. I won't read her book. And she sent a message with when she released the RSVP and was like, hey, would you like to read this? And I was like... Yeah, okay, I will. Because it had a lot of tropes. And that's the first book in this Virgin Society series. It had a lot of tropes that speak to me. And I gave it a try. And I think I was instantly in your DMs again saying, mm-hmm. Carolina, could you read this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and each one has just built bigger and bigger. So let's get into Jules and Finn's story. Because I didn't... So much to talk about. <laughs> so in historical romance, meeting at a masquerade is very commonplace and I love it. Like I love a masquerade in historical romance, like just love it, but I don't get it a ton in contemporary romance. I I don't read historical. I, I don't, I don't think I've read a historical romance. Not that I don't want to, it just doesn't end up like, it's not what I grab when I, think of like mood reading um and this one was really kind of interesting because it has it has kind of the sex club vibes without being a full-fledged sex club and and in the story Finn I think even describes it as the the meeting like people with similar interests so it's not the actual club it's the like the it's a prelude in order to make the connections yeah it's like happy hour before you go into the full night it's pre-gaming it is yes it's pre-gaming for sure um and so you have this party this exclusive party where you have um like you have to have a special invite you have to have the passcode to get in. So it definitely has the, um, what's the word? I'm drawing a blank. Well, it has uh, security. It has rules. There is secrecy around this club. Like, you know, it's right. an invitation only. Um, and you have but the, to. 
Go ahead. Oh, but every meeting for this, because they happen regularly, has a different theme to it. So you're you're having to dress up and play along with all of these different themes. Yeah, and it works really, really well for these two to meet and what happens because, um, and I didn't mention it, but as the story plays out, you realize that Jules and Finn have a connection. And it's that it's yes. Finn is her dad's best friend mm -hmm. and lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but so they, there's a meet cute at a masquerade party. Jules has been desperate. She has a bit of a bucket list, a wish list of things she wants to do. And she knows that her friend often plays the piano for entertainment at these mingling kink parties. And her friend asks her to substitute for her. And it's perfect because it's been on her wish list of something she wanted to do. And part of the overall theme of this virgin society is it are these 20, mid 20s, 20, young 20, mid 20 something year old women who are still virgins, but not because it's like this protected piece that we can't, you know, harm. It's more about just life and how they've chosen to live their life. And now they're ready to shed the yoke of their virginity. <laughs> um, I think that's oh a line gosh. from book one. I think that's a line from oh book one. Oh my God. Um, I haven't read book one in the series. I read book two. I think we did a quick shot. We did do two. a quick shot. Um, but I would also say that in Jewel's case, she got burned by an ex-boyfriend that he tried, he, he tried to manipulate her and gaslight her. And Jules keeps these diaries um, that you come to find out are ways that she still communicates with her sister. Like she records what's happened. But after that, like he reads it. And so he tries to manipulate her into having sex. And it really turned her off for a while. She's like, nope, I'm done. I don't want to. And so now she's at this point where she's also interested in. Well, she's. But she wants to find somebody she trusts as well. Yeah. She's working with a therapist. She's actively in therapy, working through. She has thoughts of OCD. It's kind of a, more of a completion OCD and interruptive thoughts OCD. Um, it's a it's a form of OCD. It's not what you would typically think. Um, and she so she's actively in therapy. So she's working through to make herself completely whole. And this is a step for her trusting a man to connect on such an intimate level. Mm hmm. And so that's part of her desire to go into these, uh, to this kink party, because part of it is she uses role playing as a way to put herself out there safely. Like she has this whole connection with wearing wigs when she goes out and, and it's not so much about hiding her identity. It's changing her perception. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting way, um, an interesting character choice. And I really liked that about her and her friends embraced it 
because um, when they go out a few times or over at her apartment and she's named all her wigs. <laughs> and so her friends get into it and she shares the wigs with her friends. And there's like a Lady Gaga wig and a pink wig and uh, like they're named after, you know, celebrities. And so I think that was interesting. I think the part I also liked um, and I liked about this book is these two saw each other in a way that nobody else was able to clearly see them like you know no like they recognize things about them and when he meets her like re-meets her later on in a work setting he notices that she wears glasses and they talk about it at one point she's like yeah I wear them from work um mostly because she says it's because she doesn't want to wear contacts all the time because of her long days in, in work and he also recognizes it as a little bit of role play and a little bit of protection for herself in creating that character for her. Um, which I I loved that, like it bled into all parts. Yeah. And it creates this. So because of the role playing between the two of them and their need for it to kind of set themselves up and, but to also kind of shield their hearts a little bit, it creates this emotional intimacy and connection and chemistry between the two of them because it's a shared kink. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you throw on his pleasure dom where he is all about her, her body and her pleasure. And it just made for some super steamy, steamy pages. Mm -hmm. Between the two, it was, like, because the first time they meet, she's playing piano, and, like, you get to a part where she's coming up on break, and they both kind of want to explore stuff during her break, and she just kind of makes a statement, and they he jumps on it. He recognizes it as a role-playing opportunity, um, and each time, they have this really cute they have this really sensual banter back and forth and teasing and playfulness that I really enjoyed. Um, one of the things I really liked in this book is, so our hero Finn is a dad of a secret baby. Yes. But it never created any drama. It was such a different view of a secret baby child. It had nothing to do with... Um, the heroine it had nothing to do with jules and her uh and her as a person but it plays into why some of the things finn does and then because of the setup with his child being a secret baby and all that stuff and i'll let you read it the way that they create connections between jewel and his son felt really real and organic like it wasn't forced it wasn't any like huge parent moments it was just little things like just slowly introducing someone into your life. Yeah, I, it was, it, it had just a natural quality to it. Like they had this ease for as much as they, you know, yes, it was kind of, it has the forbidden element of it. Right. Because it's her dad's friend. Um, and she didn't, she had met him a few times, but it's a, it's her dad's friend in the sense that it's a newer friend in his her dad's life. So it's not like she's grown up with him and then all of a sudden 
they, um, you know, now it becomes this, this is how they don't know each other. Um, but it just has this natural ease where the world keeps putting them together unexpectedly and it allows them to explore the relationship um, and gives them those opportunities to learn more about each other. And they naturally do that. They naturally want to learn more and are interested, which made it really just enjoyable to read. Yeah. And one of the things I'll say about this book is we're working on a episode about love languages coming out after the first of the year. And this is absolutely acts of service and words of praise. Those are the love languages. And get like it hits three of the five love languages in this book. It was it was so good. I just really liked this story. Um, And I there. There's a trip to Paris that's a work that this is where work comes into play. And I don't want to spoil that because I feel like that really mm-hmm. just builds the momentum of this story. It does in a really positive, positive way. The other thing that I really liked because her journal plays a role in the story. Um, it plays a role in from her ex to now to her relationship with her sister, um, the way that it's written, like, cause you, you get some journal entries after things happen. So you know, the insider bits to it, um, was just really, really interesting. It was. Uh, and, and it pulls into that, like, you feel part of a secret, like, a, you know, the secret, um, there's a playfulness in it. There's a sensuality in it and there's an intimacy in it that is just, it's beautiful. It really does help make the whole story and bring all of these little tiny pieces that you, you know, when you go looking in and you're like, oh my gosh, it has all these reps and all these tropes. How is this going to work? That journal really does help bring things together and tighten up the story. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's also a girl gang element of this that I really like as well Um, and you see her growth in the book as she opens up and allows more more of herself to share what is happening with the girls she's tighter she's closer to Camden um, and and doesn't want to give so much away because of her past um but as the story progresses, you see how that develops and you see that growth for her that's yeah i would agree i agree um is there anything else people should know about the tease read it just read it it. it's part of kindle unlimited check it out listen to the audiobook it's delightful audio is not in kindle unlimited but it's not but it's a 749 add-on Oh, yes. I think, yeah, I think it's a 749 Whisper Sync. It's worth it. Um, Okay, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Carolina, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. 
Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.